with the very latest in rural news. This is Ag Insights on Mornings with Ian Smith. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008. Yes, our thanks go to Collier's and all their brilliant staff around the country uh, for these updates. And, uh, well, you've been mentioning it all morning in your news bulletin. Sorry Arava. about that. Good morning to you. I didn't mean um, to depress everyone. Well, it was quite depressing <laughs> because what we were talking about here um, is uh, the new milk price the forecast from Fonterra. Um, and uh, you've, you've uh, even got the word catastrophic um, in there. That's not good. Not good. You know, I watched, um, oh goodness, you know, his name's just popped out of my head. I watched him on three this morning uh, from Federated Farmers anyway. And I just, yeah. you, you get that gut kick feeling, you know, when, when real human beings start talking about the ramifications of it. And he's talking about how he's been through this before and they'll probably go through it again, but that doesn't make it any easier. So, um, you know, prices, things, when when costs start to change, demand starts to change, then the guys who are providing the products start to reap less. So before the auction last week, most of the economists were expecting Fonterra to release a big revised median milk price of around 760 a kg. But then the, they woke up on Wednesday, talk about getting woke, to find out that the GDT price index had dropped 4.3% overnight and that sort of pushed Fonterra over the edge and they decided that they were going to lower the amount they were offering for milk solids per kg to be a dollar less. So, you know, they have that kind of bracket, like that that amount that they will pay out. And that amount was brought down by a whole dollar. So the median price is now sitting at about seven bucks. Farmers facing some very real potential of being paid less than seven dollars moving forward, which would basically guarantee annual losses for every single dairy farmer in the country right now. That is incredibly bad news. Uh, milk payout forecast uh, for the season uh, down by 12%. I mean, who can absorb 12% in any business, uh, let alone uh, those uh, people out on the farm producing uh, all that wonderful dairy uh, pro- um, dairy product? Um, I, I just I feel for them. I really do. Okay, so uh, overall, how does that uh, affect uh, the general economy? So I'm no economist, so this is what the research tells me. The dairy sector generates more than 7% of the nation's GDP. The impact's going to be fairly significant with projected losses to the economy around $5 billion, which, of course, will in turn affect the value of the New Zealand dollar. So we're in that position, and I think we've talked about it before because demand from China's down at the moment. Their economy continues to struggle. They're beginning to produce more of their own milk powder. They've just been through the latest typhoon. But I suppose, you know, we've got a strong relationship with China when it comes to dairy and New Zealand exporters providing up to 95% of China's whole milk powder imports. So that close relationship doesn't look to be ending anytime soon. The milk price will rebound, but it takes time and it may never be as high as it was, which is a harsh reality. It is a harsh, it is a harsh reality. And then, of course, you're looking at farmers being under pressure, interest rates going up. I mean, it's just, is there any, any light at the the end of the tunnel? And um, a lot of them do have tunnels now going under the roads to shift their dairy, uh, their, their cattle along through the property. So let's hope there's some uh, light at the end of the tunnel for them. Right, OK, we'll keep an eye on that situation. Meanwhile, down south, in the very deep south, <laughs> Southland farmers uh, were handed abandonment notices for breaching the winter grazing rules 
but they might have uh, they might get out of jail on this one. They might have a bit of a lifeline. All of the abandonment notices have been cancelled by Environment Southland. It's because the farmers took it all into their own hands and went through the appropriate actions to become compliant with the rules. So that's, they were, well, I guess you can't say they were thinking ahead. They reacted in the right way. There's been a lot of controversy around the winter grazing rules or controversy, depending on where you're from, around the rules and regulations down south. And things almost came to a head this season between groups like Federated Farmers and Environment Southland after there were five abatement notices issued to farms for breaches of those rules. Where the Conditions started to improve around the country, though, and the hope is that the issue will soon be put to bed for at least the remainder of the season. But we'll see. Keep an eye on that space. Yeah, keep getting knocked, don't they? They keep getting hit. Uh, okay, right. Um, would not even uh, this last subject. I wouldn't even have considered uh, when we had the, the damn winter that we've had. But they tell me, they tell me through the grapevine um, that fire and emergency New Zealand are already warning rural communities uh, to start preparing for forest fires. Really? Yeah, really. It's You know, I lived in South America and I speak some languages that use the words El Niño and La Niña. So, you know, when I first heard those terms, I was just, what, little boy, little girl, and this little boy who's coming is expected to be, a, you, it's the kind of child you'd give back to its mother. El Niño this summer is expected to significantly elevate fire danger levels here. And if you take a look at what's been happening in global patterns, typhoons, and forest fires, we're in, we've had our floods and now we're coming into fire danger season, particularly, and this isn't the news that East Coasters want to hear, around the East Coast. The New Zealand Institute of Forestry reckons there's going to be an increase in wildfires around the world and that should act as a warning for us for potential large-scale fires in New Zealand too. In rural landscapes, across our forests, I don't know if you've been following what's been happening in the Mediterranean as of late, but the wildfires have been running rampant across Greece for weeks. Of course you know. What Are you an inhabitant of this planet? Of course you know. And it's been forcing thousands of locals and tourists to evacuate popular sites. On the bright side for us and as and for the tourists, the Greek Prime Minister's offered a free one-week holiday to the island of Rhodes to people who were evacuated a few weeks ago. I think I remember that story about the, the free week, but you can't go in peak season. It's got to be at a different time. And if I were a tourist, I wouldn't be wanting to go back in peak season after what you've just been through. Thank you very much, uh, Aroha, for that, um, that. Let's make a, a rule, shall we? A steadfast rule. That will be the most depressing ag up, uh, <laughs> insight. So I'm sorry. Can. We've got to have some better news. Please, some better news next time. I did find one about teats, but I'll save that for next time. Okay, that sounds good. We'll do that. It's 11.52 here on SCNZ. You get back. You get back and do your 12 news. It's in eight minutes' time. Thank you very much.